This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Talking about photograph, I just sent a photograph of myself that's on my Instagram and Facebook page this morning to uh, Bill White. But this is Def Leppard photograph. And I'll tell you why we're playing this at 7.20 on this New York City Thursday morning. When we started this great show 80 minutes ago, right out of the open that Justin Ellick put together, we used the song Animal. By Def Leppard. I love Def Leppard. So does Lou. So does Justin. So Curtis Sliwa, who continues to captivate the tri-state area, they love him. He's a rock star. He uh, is on this time every morning. He'll be on momentarily. Does a great job with the Rip and Read overnights on the weekends and a magnificent job with me every weekday. Turns out Curtis is a big Def Leppard fan, and he actually asked for that specific song photograph like Mariana Rivera coming out of the bullpen to Sandman by Metallica. Curtis Sleewood's entry music today was Photograph by Def Leppard, and I know you like the band, but why? What is that all about, Kurt? Well, it's about who you were focused on, Rick Allen, who became the one-armed drummer that Long Way Lou Rafino was describing. Do you know that Photograph turned Def Leppard into a more popular MTV video than even beat it with Michael Jackson? Is that right? Yes. And in the 80s, a lot of people forget, they were voted the most favored rock band over the Stones, ACDC, Journey. They just turned out hit after hit. They came out of Sheffield, England. They were into hard rock. And then they developed an American audience. And their fans turned on them. They threw beer cans and bottles filled with urine at them. Why? Because they thought they were Americanizing. And let me tell you something. The guy you focus on, Rick Allen, the yeah, one-armed drummer. drummer. Yeah. At 15 was their drummer. 15 years old. This guy was a phenom. He was that young. 15. And then naturally they're doing great. He's not driving a Bentley. He's not driving a Jaguar. He's driving an American Corvette, right? General Motors. He's like burning up the asphalt, has an accident. 
detach the arm detaches from his his right hand, right the shoulder came off. They attached it. They put it back. Yeah. But he developed an infection. He thought, oh my god, they put my arm back. One of the miracle operations. And then they had to amputate. Oh my God. And then for months, he's practicing in a separate studio. All of his band guys said, you can do it. You can do it. And he's practicing and he's practicing. And one way Lou Rafino will love this. They come into the studio. He says, I can do it. And he played the Led Zeppelin version of when the levee breaks on the drums. They said, Oh my God, this is a miracle. But they still, the manager said, Hey, look. Let's have two drummers there. Rick Allen will bring in Jeff Rich. Two drummers on the stage. Right. Jeff Rich doesn't show up for one concert. Rick Allen alone. The rest is magic. History, that's it. The rest is magic. Wow. What a phenomenal feat. And what a great, I, I mean, song after song after song. You know how quickly we forget. I want to thank Wrong Way Lou Rafino for once again reconnecting all of us. We grew up in the 80s, the 90s. That was it. It was Def Leppard. In fact, the British fans were saying, oh, Def Leppard has changed their spots when they went to America. They blew it up. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, that's you know, I, 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 uh, I'm watching you talk about all this. And um, certainly you can thank Lou Rufino. I did pick this song this morning. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I have to defer to you, King David. Excuse me. But but I'm watching you, and whether we're talking about Israel, where the week leading up to Israel, you told me about all the places. You were right. Whether we're talking about Brooklyn, the subways, local politics, the migrants. You're right. Whether we're talking about sports, you can easily harken back to the 50s Yankees, the 50s Brooklyn Dodgers, and most of the time, you're right. Now you're talking about music, and you've got this really specific great story about one of our most treasured bands. And I'm saying to myself, there's got to be something wrong with Sliwa. He knows everything about everything. No. There's one thing I don't know. I did a lot of drugs in my lifetime. You did? I did not do cocaine. Okay. Well, I did enough for both of us. Damn right. So you're, you are the resident <laughs> expert. You were the DEA poster child, and I'm not talking about Detectives Endowment Association, <laughs> the DEA poster child. Hunter Biden's attorney attacked a special counsel, David Weiss, the other day by saying it was reckless of you because you mistook lines of sawdust for cocaine in the evidence dump. Who the hell actually chops up lines of sawdust. I mean, baking powder, like a baking soda, I guess, maybe. I remember one time um, I was on a cruise on the way to Jamaica. I was in Jamaica, actually. What oh, am my I talking God. About? Oh, my God. And I tried to purchase drugs, and it was baking soda. I mean, it happened a million times. But but sawdust? doesn't even look like it. It's of course cloud. not. It's so ridiculous. Come on. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. But I figured, hey, look, I'm an expert on a lot of other drugs. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. That was in our era, disco. Did not do cocaine. So what did you do? You smoked weed? Everything. You did, uh, like, uh, uh, meth? Uh, not meth. Um, well, uh, what do you Quite call that? Quite loose. Mesk? Right. You did that type of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. But not 
the pure cocaine, and it was available. I mean, there well, were jiffy peanut butter jars filled with it. So what, what? did you not do it because you just were against it or because you were in that scene? Why didn't you do it? I was too amped up to begin with. You know that. Right, I'm 24-7. Right, right. I couldn't right. even imagine you were wired up. I needed brutal. to slow down oh a little God. bit. Oh, my God. I'm on the floor. I want to do a slow jam. With that, there's no slow jam. So did you actually dance at Studio 54? No. You were, you were never in They there. would not accept me. So you would walk- I was BQE. BQE down, you know. What does that mean? That means I looked like I was from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens. You know, yeah, the standards were you don't get in unless yeah, you look like a famous, Manhattan. But you're famous. It doesn't matter. Back then you weren't so famous. Well, I was. You were. But I was from the so would, Bronx. Would, would, so would you go to Studio 54 from yes. the Bronx yes. dressed like that? Yes. You'd wear the red beret, the Absolutely. red hat. So my boy Steve Rubell would be like, you're not coming in here. Of course, because you'll bust us for doing cocaine in all the <laughs> yeah. places. Well... People fornicating, copulating men, women, frozen well, that's vegetables. Ru- Rubel liked the boys. Talking about Bill exactly. White. Exactly. Yeah, he liked the boys. And by the way, I debated Timothy Leary, the LST guru, who took me to his home in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and he, he, the, his, the people visiting him, you know, all druggies, all burned out hippies, yeah. they ran out the door and said, why'd you bring the narc here? So I had a discussion last night with somebody. You know who it is. We're not going to share it just yet. Yeah, you know who it is. is. Yeah. Okay. And we were talking about all the issues in this city, specifically about where Eric Adams has gone wrong. So I said, I said, you know, one of the things that really bothers me about this city, we very rarely talk about it. We do, but rarely. I said, you can't go down one block in this city without seeing not one, not even two, sometimes three smoke shops. They're selling weed out of these places. You can't walk a block on this city with your kid without smelling, wafting in the air, marijuana. I think it is disgusting, not because I'm in recovery, not because I'm one of those, I did drugs and I hate it now. I'm not like that. It's just gross. You shouldn't have to walk down the block and smell weed all over the city. Can you fix that? Yes. How do you fix that? One block away from us, remember, they had the grand opening. Balloons. Yes. You know, come on, come on, get high. Big signs. Nothing. We have a sheriff here, a guy named Anthony Miranda. You cannot trust this guy, man. He's the sheriff? He's the sheriff of Nottingham. No, the New York City sheriff. They are not a law enforcement agency. They're a revenue agency. But Eric Adams has given them a responsibility for padlocking the weed shops. You know how many illegal weed shops there are now? 2,000. Is it 2,000? 2,000. You know how many legal weed shops there are where the state actually gets uh, tax revenue? How many? 13. Oh, my God. In the city. And a lot of the Yemenites, Idiots. they own the delis, they go to the landlord, there's obviously a lot of empty storefronts. I tell you what, cash and carry for a month, we open up the weed shop, they call it the smoke shop. Do you know they've traced some of this money into Yemen now? Yemen, I believe amongst it. the rebels, the Houthis, I believe it. and the other enemies of America. This is a lucrative, lucrative thing. I would padlock them, I would say, hey, you're illegal. This would be like when LaGuardia was busting up illegal booze. He would do it on videos, right, with a pickaxe during <laughs> Prohibition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know me? I'd be storming in there. <laughs> I'd, I'd say, you want to burn out? Let's put all of it outside. We'll burn it right here, and all of you can get a secondary high, right? Because everybody who loves weed would go, please, shotgun me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your last one from this shop. All right. So last night while I was enjoying my dinner at Fresco, then uh, ZZ afterwards. Yes, yes. 
You, I got a text this morning from my dear friend Jack Manzo. He's not related to the Manzo from Real Housewives. Same name, and they both party, I think, at the Brownstone in New Jersey. But he's the guy that introduced Jack Cittarelli to me. He's become a good friend. And he said, you know, Sid, Curtis brought the house down last night at the Bergen County Republican Lincoln Day fundraiser. Of course, he mentioned you, John Katzmatidis. So there you were in New Jersey, not even New York, once again delivering a great message. I was invited by the chairman, Jack Ziza. Oh, he's great. He wants me to move to Bergen County. You should. I get a better re- I'll be honest with you. I get a better reception from Republicans in New Jersey sure. than I ever have in New York. And I got to tell you this, of all the places I've lived, and I love Bell Harbor. Yeah. I love it. My favorite address ever between New York and New Jersey was living in Tenafly, New Jersey. I loved that. I lost the house. I got fired by the band. It was Bergen very County. sad. Bergen, Bergen County, County, right there. Right there, Alpine, Demarest. People were telling me, Sid, they listen Anglewood. every morning. They love you because they consider you one of their own. But I'm also there promoting Latino candidates, getting them involved. That's the next wave. Doctor in, in New Jersey or yes. over the country? Oh, no, here in New York, in New Jersey. But Dr. Hector Castillo running in the 9th Congressional District Yes. Against Bill Pascrell, who I thought was dead. I mean, you think Joe Biden is old. <laughs> Bill Pascrell used to be mayor of Patterson, like, I think in the 1950s. This guy is like 90 years old. He's like a cadaver in formaldehyde. So I'm working the crowd, and the chairman, Jack Zizi, says, I want you to introduce Congressman Jeff Van Drew of the 2nd Congressional District. Remember how important he was? Well, doesn't Jeff Van Drew actually switch parties? Yes, and he would not vote to impeach Trump. Right. Remember that first impeachment? He was the original Dove Hiking and Tulsi guy. Yes, yes, and he's great. He's great. But that was my role, to introduce Jeff Van Drew. But he gives me the microphone, and you know. Try to separate me from the microphone. It's harder than doing that with Shamu or Lefe Chris Christie, you know, uh, Orca the Killer Whale, who's now at SeaWorld in Florida as he got knocked out. Remember when he introduced Mitt Romney at yes. the Republican National Forever. Convention and never talked about Mitt Romney? Yeah. Well, I got into it. The spirit of Bob Grant got into me. This was a WABC Bob Grant audience. So, so were you just yelling about migrants? No, no, no. I was talking about how important WABC is to New Jersey per capita per person. More people listen to us in New Jersey than anywhere else. And I went down the line historically. Bob Grant at the Woodbridge Diner, the Rio Diner, the place with, remember, they're baby boomers like us. Yeah, they yeah, grew up yeah. with Bob Grant. He was from Manalapan. He, he made New Jersey the place where WABC was listening. By the time I finished the standing ovation, Jack whispers in my ear, you forgot the congressman. He was nice. I know he's a dentist, and I have a problem in one of my teeth. I was going to ask him afterwards to take a look at it. After that... Where I, I basically took down the house. Oh, you buried him. Don't follow Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't follow Curtis. But he's a dentist. Oh, he's... oh you know who else is a great dentist? Your friend Alan Sniffin. Yes. <laughs> Alan Sniffin of the New York Radio <laughs> Message Board. Yeah. So they have uh, some of the um, the migrant issues yes. we have here in New York, which you've been on top of from day one. No one better than Curtis. Are they having... That in New Jersey? I don't hear much yes. about that. Yeah, because remember, half in the bag, uh, Phil Murphy, right? He's always looking half in the bag. That, what has he got? A dead, oh, uh, I don't know. dead looks, raccoon on his he head? He looks so silly. I mean, I, and, and, and him, right? Remember, 
They were bringing the illegals right there to the uh, Lautenberg uh, Transit Station. Oh, uh, yes, yes. New Jersey Transit. Yeah. By the way, Frank Lautenberg never lived in New Jersey. Lived on the Upper West Side. Everybody would say, don't you belong in New Jersey. He'd go, mind your own business. So they named it after him, right? And so the illegals come in on the bus. And New Jersey transit cops, state cops, are like coyotes. They say, stop right here. We're going to pay your fare. It's a five-minute ride right on New Jersey transit into Penn Station. And then they put them in cabs. They pay the cab driver. Take them to the Roosevelt Hotel. That's how Jack Murphy, Sanctuary State, New Jersey, with Sanctuary City sandwiches, yeah, give yeah. it to Eric Adams. He yeah, wants them, yep. he yep. can keep them. Is his wife still going to run against Bob Menendez? Yes, yes. Joe Murphy's uh, wife? Uh, Tammy. I call yes. her Tammy, Tammy. Faye Baker. <laughs> yeah, you know, she got the mascara. She's behind in the polls to Congressman Kim. Korean, way ahead of her, and actually way ahead of Gold Bars, Bobby Menendez. Gold hey, Bars. Cash and carry, cash and carry. <laughs> yeah. And she, she's like saying to her husband, what the hell, man? You're raising tolls on the New Jersey Turnpike, the Garden State Parkway, the Atlantic City Expressway. You're raising fares on New Jersey Transit for the buses and trains. I'm supposed to be the next U.S. Senator. You're killing me. You're killing me, Phil. So Phil is like, Worst decision he ever made. And then I'm looking forward, King David, for this sit-down with the transit police chief, Michael Kemper, at the 2nd Avenue Deli, which is really at 1st Avenue. Rabbi Joe Potashnik came in yesterday and he said, Curtis, don't you realize it's not just the 2nd Avenue Deli on Fr- The 5th Avenue Synagogue where you and Sid, where you wanted Sid, is actually on East 62nd Street. The Park Avenue Synagogue is on East 87th. The Sutton Place Synagogue is on East 51st. Now I know, Sid, why the Jews were lost in the desert for 40 years. They may be the smartest people in the world, the chosen people, but they don't know their directions, and they didn't have GPS back then. Thank God Moses finally led you to the promised land. Now I know. Why you were lost in the desert 40 days, 40 nights. Every significant shrine, iconic location for Jews in New York. They say it's the Second Avenue Deli. But wait a second, there's no Second Avenue Deli. Well, it's really on First Avenue. Fifth Avenue Synagogue? No. 62nd Street Park Avenue Synagogue? No. East 87. Sutton Place Synagogue? No. East 51st. You may be the brightest Jews, but please. I don't want you as my cab driver, because we'll never get to our destination unless you got GPS, God, Hashem positioning system attacks as you dive in day and night to Torah and Talmud.